Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm Marielle, and on today's episode, we will be talking about downsizing your staff with Matt Steen, co-founder of Chemistry Staffing. Matt has served the local church for over two decades as a youth pastor, church planter, and executive pastor. Originally from Baltimore, Matt currently lives in Orlando, Florida with his wife, Teresa, and has a BS in youth ministry from Nyack College and a master's in divinity and MBA from Baylor University. Matt has made a career of helping churches thrive through intentionality, clarity, and creating healthy cultures. Matt, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's such an honor to have you. Marielle, thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this. Well, we're so excited for you to share your thoughts and your expertise on staffing for churches today. But before we dive into this topic, why don't you share with us a little bit of your background about how you went from pastoring and church planting to co-founding chemistry staffing? Yeah, so I, um, for years, for, for nearly 20 years, was serving in churches. You know, like, like you said, you read off a, a really impressive sounding bio. I don't know who <laughs> that is, but um, spent years as a, as a youth pastor for eight years and executive pastor, but planted a church in Baltimore back in um, 2008 and just had a ball with that. But in each stop along the way for me, um, I was really clear with, with the churches that I served at that I needed to have something on the side that I was able to work with and you know, work to serve um, the capital C churches if it, as much as possible. And so through the years, it took on several different iterations, but the last one was really, it was chemistry. And for us, you know, we kind of looked around and never really said, hey, I've got to go start a staffing firm for churches. It was more for us, what we, what we did is we looked around and we said, you know, we really want to help churches get healthy. Right. And the low-hanging fruit for us was, you know, helping pastors find churches and helping churches find pastors where there could be a long-term healthy fit. And, and so that began, I was serving as an executive pastor at a church out in the Sacramento area as we did this, and it kind of took on a life of its own. So about two years ago, you know, spent some time kind of praying and soaking and listening to God and felt really like my call was shifting from serving the local church as a pastor to pastoring pastors and pastoring search teams through the work that we do at chemistry. And it's been, it's been quite a ride ever since. Wow. That's great. And uh, Matt, I, I want to touch on a point that you brought up. You, you mentioned that you want to see essentially churches have a, a healthy culture. Um, mm-hmm. What does that look like? If you could, you know, put some character characteristics to what it is that you're helping to churches build and form with their staffing. Yeah. So when it comes specifically to staffing, here's here's what we see. Um, I think right now the national average is somewhere for between three and, a, and three and a half years for somebody staying on staff at a church or in a pastoral role. And, and that's kind of frustrating because if you think about it, you know, it's hard to really gain momentum as a staff team. It's hard to gain momentum as a congregation. 
Um, and it's really hard to even get to know people in three, three and a half years, especially in years like this, right, where we spend most of it kind of locked up in home offices. Yeah. Um, what, what we want to do is we want to see somebody that's, that's going to be in church for closer to five years. If we can get them to five years, chances are they're going to stick around for another five. And so for us, when we kind of look at, at what makes for a long-term fit like that, there's a there's a um, alignment in five different areas. The the first is theology. You know, the church and candidates they believe the same things. Um, their culture, the types of church culture that they've worked in, they line up. And and somebody comes in understanding, you know, for the most part, because there's always pieces that you kind of have to learn when you get there. But for the most part, they understand how this church operates and the ways that things are going to go. We look for similarities in personality. Um, somebody has to have, and then they have to have the right skill set. But we also look for chemistry. You know, is this somebody that a team and a congregation is going to want to have around for five years? And what we found that is if we can get those five things to line up, you know, it's still going to be, it's, you know, ministry is bumpy and it's still going to be bumpy and there's still going to be bumps in the road along that throughout that relationship. But if we can get those five things in, in alignment early on, the chances of, of the relationship being long-term are so much better. Does, does that make sense? Oh, that makes total sense. It's about getting the right people on the bus because it's if you have a, a healthy team, a healthy culture, you're all in alignment, then yes. you're going to be traveling through challenges together, you're going to be challenging through successes together, and it's going to make the ride a lot more just work better and a lot more enjoyable, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, abs absolutely. Because what, what we see, and, and you didn't ask this, but this I guess this is for free, but um, what, what we see a lot of times is churches really will focus on two things. They're going to look at a skill, somebody's skill set and they're going to see if there's a general sense of chemistry there, right? They take a resume, they scan through it. Oh, it looks like they can do the job. They do an interview, they talk, they say, oh, you know, we laugh at his jokes. We think he's a great guy. You know, hey, this could really work. And, and there might be some things, you know, kind of under the surface, whether it's theologically or the type of church that they'd worked in before, some personality quirks or something that might, in the back of somebody's head, they might just kind of be sitting there saying, I don't know about that. But people feel like, oh, well, we've, we're so far down the road, we've got to keep going. Well, when the bumpy stuff happens, when, when you know, the apocalypse sets in, like happened in March, and yep. things get a little stressful, you know, those other issues, the theological um, issues kind of start to flare up and, and that becomes another another thing to argue about or some of the cultural differences or types of leadership structures that they've worked in kind of start to make things a little bit rougher and so we just we try to eliminate those so that when the when the stuff we can't really kind of foresee happening comes in that that there aren't already natural lines of division that cause problems yeah that's amazing I mean that's such a huge help for churches and it's kind of like what you're sharing, Matt. It's like when the rubber hits the road, it's like the foundations that we've built on start to appear more. And, and then we can yeah. begin to see just the differences with the people on our staff or um, whatever it may be. So um, speaking just of this year, you know, 2020 has presented us <laughs> just as a, a world yeah. with so many new challenges. Um, everything has changed. And and churches and ministries have not been excluded from that fact. Oh, you so, noticed. <laughs> right? It's kind of hard to miss. And so, you know, Matt, doing what you do, 
um, with helping churches with their staffing, what have you, you know, specifically seen um, churches struggle with? Maybe even, you know, if you have some really great success stories of how churches have overcome during this time, we'd, I'd love mm -hmm. to hear. Yeah, so uh, we're seeing we're seeing a few different things. Um, we're, you know, and, and I'll kind of talk talk through a couple of things, but I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say something about the finances of the church, right? Right. Because 2020 has has been really a fascinating year, you know, whether you're a church planner, whether you're established church or whatever. Um, we're seeing a couple of different things. We're seeing a lot of churches that are doing really well financially. You know, they may be somewhere between 95 and 110 percent of what they were budgeted giving wise. That's incredible. Um, it's it's if that's not a God thing, I don't know what is. Right. Um, that's people stepping up and being faithful to tithe, being faithful to the vision, that kind of thing, and being faithful to what God has called them to do. That's that's pretty cool. But we've also seen a lot of churches that are really struggling. And so I don't see much middle ground. It's it seems like it's an either or type of a deal. And so we're we're seeing some churches that that are really kind of maybe at 50% of budget or or less that are having to rethink you know, how they staff, how they program, how they structure, um, just based, based on giving. And that's, that's one of those financial realities. So that's kind of a, a both and story right there. That's been really fascinating. It's been, it's been fun to celebrate with churches as they really are able to, to increase their team and, and pivot and focus. I was talking to a church this morning that's talking about building in 2021, wow. um, which, yeah, you know, in June, who was talking about that? Um, so there's, there's some really cool stories there about that. Um, I think there's, there's pieces in this that churches are, um, running into pastoral exhaustion. This is, this is a little bit of a, of a downer, sorry. Um, but share, I'm sure this will be super helpful for people yeah. who are listening who are struggling. So yeah. we have to share, please do. Yeah. And it's, and seriously, you know, if you're listening to this and you're just tired and you're tired of people and Facebook and you're tired of always being wrong, um, for what it's worth, you are not the only one. Um, this has been a season where, you know, we have more conversations with pastors that are just at their wits end. Because regardless of whether they're wearing masks or not wearing masks, regardless of whether they're open or closed, regardless of whether they're social distancing or not, they're always wrong. And yeah. somebody is willing to be helpful and remind you that you're wrong on that. <laughs> and so we, you know, the exhaustion is real. And, and we've watched as, you know, we've seen some networks of people just kind of getting together and saying, hey, look, I don't need to talk about church stuff. I don't need to talk about, you know, how to grow my church or anything like that. We just, I just need a ministry friend, you know, a garden, you know, I call them a garden friend, somebody who will meet you in the garden of Gethsemane where you're at the, you know, darkest point of your ministry and just, just listen and let you cry, let you say things that you probably wouldn't say from the, from the pulpit say, you know, and, and have those real conversations. And so I'm, we're seeing some, some pastors really start to develop those networks um, but more of us, more of us need those. And so that's some of what we're seeing, you know, we're seeing some, um, what, what's been fascinating for me is looking at this season right now and looking at what's going to happen um, in the days ahead. I mean, we are, I don't, I don't know when, when this is going to be shared with the world, but I mean, it's, you know, a week before Christmas and I'm, I'm watching a number of, 
of senior pastor resumes come across our, our database, um, the, the number that I'm seeing is just, is tremendous. And it's, this is, I've never seen anything like this. And since we've been up and running, um, December is typically, you know, pastors typically have one or two things to do in December and that we're seeing so many resumes come in. It really leads me to believe that we're going to see a real significant reshuffling of the deck um, church leadership wise in 2021. I think we're going to see a lot of people moving on from their church and, and I get it. I think the exhaustion piece plays into it. I think the division that, we, that we've seen society-wise is playing into it. Um, but I think there's going to be a pretty significant change. Um, and and the, other, the other piece and, and, um, that we're seeing, and, and you, you asked about this earlier, and I, I'm kind of coming back around to it, but as far as, as, far as success stories or, or things to celebrate, um, what we're seeing is that the big the big deal this year and the big deal for 2021 is going to be engagement mm -hmm. is is how do we get our people engaged how do we get our people um to be more knit into the life of the church when the life of the church may not look like it <laughs> may not look like it did 10 months ago right. and so you know, where we're seeing churches really start to thrive are the churches that have really gotten back to block and tackling ministry you know, getting maybe, you know, maybe they're not doing as much of the specialized ministry that they used to, but it's more about, you know, just checking in on people and having conversations. It's, it's more the, the touches, the personal touches that we might not be able to, to have like we used to, but we're being intentional about getting them. And so the churches that we're seeing that are really doing well, like that church I was telling you about that that's getting ready to build in 2021 you know, a lot of that is because they've repurposed their staff and said, start calling people, just go check in on people, you know, have a virtual cup of coffee. Or, you know, if you're in, if you're in Florida, like I am, you know, go, go to Starbucks, you know, be wise, be smart on all that, how that works. But they're, people are repurposing and getting back into that, you know, that, that more traditional pastoring, we're going to be do life on life and we're going to be really connected with you together. Um, and those are the churches that are really thriving right now. Um, and those are the churches that I think are, are going to continue to thrive into 2021. So, wow. Yeah, Matt, you touched on so many valuable nuggets just now. Um, but I, I think that, you know, what you're saying about the churches that are really being intentional about connecting with people one-on-one, -on -one, there's such, there's something to that, especially this year, you know, with social distancing and quarantining, so many people are feeling isolated. And mm -hmm. so I can definitely see, you know, how that's a strategy that God is giving his leaders is to be like, Hey, let's, how are you doing? And it's, it's bringing things a lot back to the basics as yeah. opposed to, you know, coming on Sunday and being around a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really going back to, to the heart of things. And so, um, and I, I think too, you know, the landscape is totally changing for the church. I think, you know, moving into 2021, we're going to see a lot more house churches rise up and um, a lot of ministries are taking their churches online. And it's just, we're just beginning to see the changes, but it's, it's amazing because we know that through it all, God is still moving and he's building up his church. Um, yeah. So Matt, I just want to, you know, shift gears a little bit and talk about something that nobody likes to talk about. <laughs> but, you know, as we're on this topic of staffing and just how you've been seeing all these different resumes come in of senior pastors, 
how do you handle, you know, what advice do you have for handling having to let staff go? Yeah. Um, okay. So way to, way to bring it down. Um, <laughs> so, so a few, a few thoughts on this, um, and this, this, this could be helpful or not, but, you know, I, I look at laying staff off as a last resort. And I, I, I don't know that anybody's going to disagree with that or say, hey, that's brilliant. Um, but I think we need to look at it as a last resort. And so if you're at a point where financially you're kind of run, running into this, this time of year where you're budgeting and everything and really starting to question, you know, do we have the ability to staff or at the same level next year? You know, one of the things that would be helpful to do is kind of take a step back and, and think through, is this, a, is this a staffing issue? Is this a, we need to reorganize how we, how we are structured, you know, financially, you know, with our budgeting, with, our, with the way that we're spending money program-wise? Are there things that we are currently doing that might, we might benefit by outsourcing and save money that way? And so I would start, before you do anything, is take a hard look at where you are organizationally as a ministry and and really see if there's ways that you can be creative around how you're currently spending money. Um, that's that's the first place to start. We, we did a thing and I think we'll share a link um, with with your with your listeners at the end of this but um, we, we put together a restructuring playbook. It's just it, it kind of takes you through a process to ask some questions and say hey are there, are there ways that we can avoid layoffs? You know, are there ways that we can re, you know, reallocate our funds to be able to do that? So enough, enough said on that, but I would, I would start there. Now, if you get to the point where you actually have to have some of these hard conversations, you know, these are things that Bible college and seminary never, never trained you to do. True. <laughs> you know, it just, they, they don't, they don't have that class. They didn't have it in mind at least. They didn't have it in mind either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's the number one guideline that I'm going to give that I'll give churches. Okay. And pastors, you know, be human. Yep. You know, be, be human in this, understand that this is, this is a miserable, awkward, terrible conversation for you, but it is going to be 10 times worse for them. And so going into this, you know, it's, it's, we, we want to do our best to kind of go into it and be human. And, and, and I really kind of lean into three, three things. You, you want to go into this and be kind. You want to be, you, you need to be honest and you need to be generous. So if you're able to do those three things, it's going to, it's going to go well for one, for you, two, for the rest of your staff team, three, for your congregation, but also for the person that you're letting go. What do I, what do I mean by that? Everybody that is on your staff team is going to know that somebody's being let go the way that you treat them in this process is going to be communicated, whether it's official or not, the word always gets out. Yeah. And so if you, if you are kind to them, even though it's hard, that's going to set you up well for the days ahead. If you are honest with them, that's, that's going to serve you well. And if you're generous with them, that's going to serve you well. So what do I, what do I mean by being honest? It is easy in seasons like this to let go of people that you've wanted to let go of for years, but may not have had the courage to do so. Um, that's, that's an unpopular, that's an unpopular thought, but 
we've, we've had conversations with churches who are saying, you know, we'd love to keep you, but COVID. Right. Right. And you need to be able to say that with integrity. Right. Um, if, if this is a surprise to somebody and it shouldn't have been, you know, that's a, that's a failing in your own personal leadership. Somebody who's being let go because of performance, you know, you, you needed to have been communicating to that, them to that for, for quite a, for quite a time in, in coaching people into doing their job better, that kind of thing. Do not use COVID as, as an excuse to let somebody go for performance reasons. Now, if you're able to say, Hey, look, we'd love to keep you. Um, but because of COVID, because of how we're restructuring, because of how we need to allocate our programming dollars and that kind of thing, we just can't do it. And we don't have a slot for you in, in the way things are going to work. That's, that's one thing. But if it's, you know, if, if there's a constant discipline issue, if there's a constant um, job performance issue, then, you know, be honest with them and say, Hey, look, we wanted to make this work. We just, we just couldn't. And here's, Here's why. Again, be kind, yes. but be honest. Um, and then the third, the third piece of this is, is be generous. You know, not everybody has the ability to do a really cool um, severance package for six months or something like that, especially in these seasons. But you want to be as generous as you possibly can. And you want to make sure that they're going to be as taken care of as they possibly can be given the resources that you have. And so if that means you know, you're going to give an eight week severance package and, and perhaps, you know, 90 days worth of medical insurance or something like that. Um, and you're able to do that. That's great. Um, if you can only do four months or four weeks, that's, that's fine too, but you want to be generous because what people are going to do, you know, we, we, we say that you know, nobody should hear about these things, but people, the word gets out, you know, yeah. this, the church, churches talk. And people that were serving with them in the ministries that they led, they're going to be deeply concerned about, you know, are they going to be able to, um, to, to pay their bills for the next 90 days while they're looking for a job? Are they going to be able to, you know, make sure that their two-year-old um, gets the medication that they need? So those questions are going to come up. The rest of your team is going to look and say, hey, are they being provided for? Are they being cared for in this season? Um, while they're in transition, because they're going to be expect to be treated the same way when, you know, if, if that time comes for them. And so modeling generosity in this season, even though it can be hard and even though resources can be tight, it's going to be, it's, 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 you're going to need to do it. Um, keep in mind, you know, just, just as an aside, we tell candidates when they're going through the process that they need to budget um, somewhere between eight and 12 months for the job searching process, you know, they need to, they need to plan on it taking about eight to 12 months. And so if you're letting somebody go, especially in, you know, in a rough economy in a season where, you know, there's uncertainty job market wise, um, you just need to figure that it's going to take them a little bit of time in order to get a ministry job if that's what they choose to do. So right. does, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And that's some great advice. I think that there's something that, God honors when we honor one another. And I think mm -hmm. what we're talking about is really making sure we're honoring those that we might have to let go. And, yeah. and that honor will speak for itself in the community and with the rest of the staff yeah. that will be staying there, you know, and it also creates safety and 
um, for those yeah. who are who are still on staff and who are wondering, you know, what is their future going to look like moving forward in such an uncertain climate um, in our country. Yes. And so yes. that's this great advice, Matt. And so, um, and kind of, I, I'm wondering if, if you can maybe even speak a little bit to the other side, you know, how, what resources are available for um, pastors or people who are looking for a ministry or church job? What um, type of resources do you guys offer? Yeah, um, that, that's a great question. So a couple, couple things. One, on the church side of this, and I know you asked specifically candidates, but I'll get to that in a minute. On the church side of this, we, we do what we call transition coaching um, agreement, where if, if a church is going to lay somebody off, part of the severance package is, is they'll pay us to take them through a 90-day process of really kind of picking themselves up, dusting themselves off, and, and getting back into the job search. And we'll, we'll pair them and their spouse up with a coach and there'll be regular conversations about, Hey, let's, how are you doing is, is the first phase. It's, you know, how are you, how are you managing this? You know, that you just gotten surprised by this. The second phase is let's, let's go through what we call job seeker boot camp, And it's, let's get your resume ready. Let's practice interview skills. Let's figure out how do we structure a search um, and we, we work to kind of surround people with a community to be able to one process what they've just gone through, but also help, um, help make each other better. You know, it's that whole iron sharpens iron thing. Um, and then we kind of help them onboard into that next season. And so we, we do that because most churches love their people, would want to care well for their people in this transition. But typically when you lay somebody off, you kind of lose the ability to be able to pastor. And so that's, that's part of what we do. Um, the other, the other piece for candidates, you know, we, we do that job seeker bootcamp piece for them as well, if they're, if they're interested. Um, but, you know, part of what I would say is, you know, the first thing that you would want to do is, is get some time to heal, you know, take, take the time to find a mentor, find a friend, find a counselor that, that you can be safe with, that is not connected with your, with the church that you're being let go from, Right. And, yeah. and I'll say that again, not connected to the church that you're being let go from <laughs> and, and process this, make sure that your spouse is processing this as well with a safe place. that's not connected to your, to the church that you're being let go from. Um, this is a tough time and you need to, you need to own it. And so whether that's with somebody on our team or somebody in your network or whatever, get that time to heal, get that time to start to bind up some of those wounds and then, you know, begin the process of, of developing, um, <clears throat> you know, refining your resume and that kind of thing. Like I said, we do, we do job seeker bootcamp for people that are looking to, to make sure that their resume is ready to go and all that kind of thing. Um, and we're happy to have those conversations all the time. So. Great. And for those of you who are listening, our friends at Chemistry Staffing have prepared some incredible free resources for you, and you can download them at chemistrystaffing.com slash startchurch. One more time, that's chemistrystaffing.com slash startchurch. So if you're finding yourself in this season where maybe you're having to um, consider letting staff members go, or maybe you're a pastor or somebody who's in ministry looking for a ministry job. Um, head to chemistrystaffing.com because they will be able to point you in the right direction. And so Matt, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. I'm just curious before we get off, if you have any final um, thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners or any last pieces of wisdom. 
<laughs> well, it's 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 been it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Here's here's what I would say to to your listeners. Um, 2020 has been a beast. God is not surprised. God is still on the throne. We need to remember that it can be hard to, but as we head into 2021, you know, it's still going to be a challenge. Virtual church is going to be here for a while. So lean into that, but also take the time, please make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Pastoral ministry is tough. Pastoral ministry is, is, is probably the hardest profession out there. And whether we like it or not, you know, a lot of times we're always, we're always wrong with somebody. And so take the time, find your friends, find your network outside your church and, and, you know, walk through this with other people. Don't do this alone. That's great advice, Matt. And thank you. It's been such an honor to have you on the podcast today. Well, thanks. Thanks for letting me be here. Absolutely. And as always to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to Beyond the Call and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.